The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While everyone was amazed at all that Jesus was doing, he said to his disciples, Let these words sink into your ears. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into human hands. But they did not understand the saying. Its meaning was concealed from them, so that they could not perceive it. And the disciples were afraid to ask Jesus about this saying. The Gospel of the Lord. Our readings remind us of the brevity of life, but also potentially its great significance. In the first reading, we continue the book of Ecclesiastes, King Solomon's review of his life and the lessons that he learned, primarily that without God, life is vanity of vanities, emptiness, obscure, toilsome. A person in that state can become jaded and despondent. But that's where he makes that turn in the book. We get a hint of it in yesterday's reading and today's reading. The brevity of life continues in the psalm response. Psalm 90. You turn us back to dust. You say, turn back, O mortals, for a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, or like a watch in the night. So teach us to count our days that we may be wise of heart. Back to that first reading, Solomon is basically saying to the young people, rejoice in your youth, but always remember you have to give an account to God for everything you do, and remember your Creator in the days of your youth. Before the days of trouble come and the years draw near when you will say, I have no pleasure in them. There's the brevity again. Joy of youth, but now trouble as one ages. He concludes the reading, and the dust returns to the earth as it was, and the breath returns to God who gave it. Death comes quickly. Well, there's the brevity of life. Now the significance. Jesus in the Gospel. And this is Luke chapter 9. Let this sink into your hearts, he says to his disciples. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into human hands. There's the great significance. The passion, death, and resurrection of Christ changes everything because we're called to participate in that. And that's what baptism does. In baptism, we live with Christ, we suffer, we die with him, we are buried with him, so that just as Jesus is raised from the dead, as St. Paul says in Romans chapter 6, we too will rise from the dead. But see, every aspect of life, suffering, death, is now folded into Christ's life, suffering, and death. There's the significance because whether we're suffering, whether we're joyful, in everything we do, we turn it to God. And we offer our lives as a participation with Christ, now co-redeemers with Christ offering our lives. That brings the whole of the Trinitarian life to bear now in us because we're given gifts in our baptism, charisms. We're called now to share, yes, the joy of our youth, but also the experience of our life and suffering for this generation that knows not God. And they can look at us and say, well, you're suffering you don't have all the things that I have, and yet here you are 
Your life is full. Your life has meaning. Where my life is empty, vanity of vanities. And that is where we can introduce this generation into the life, suffering, death, and resurrection of Christ. And the promises that were made way back in the Old Testament to Abraham and his descendants. If you follow my word, God said to Abraham, you will be a blessing. You will gain the inheritance of the promised land and your ancestors will be a blessing to the whole world. As we have the privilege of coming here today to celebrate, participate in the Eucharist, partake of the divine nature, our life becomes full, rich, joyful, even though we have troubles. Let us thank God and let us continue to give the lessons that are being taught by King Solomon to those people who we know are in need and are open to hearing us. Let us pray.